Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. Hey everybody, I'm Jamie. I'm Karen. And we are here to discuss Sleepy Hollow Season 2, Episode 6, and The Abyss Gazes Back. Written by Heather V. Ragnier and directed by Doug Aronokoski. So you figured out how to pronounce his name. Well, I'm giving it my shot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope that's right. Regnier. I like how you pronounce that. Regnier. Regnier. I, I, yeah. I would have. I see. I'm. I'm destroying her name as it is right now. I might be too. Let's. I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> Karen, what do you give this episode? I'm gonna give it seven downward facing dogs. Ooh, that sounds dirty, but it's a yoga pose. It is. I'm gonna give this episode seven impregnating spiders. That's really gross. I know. But at least we're on the same page there with sevens. Sevens, yes. Mm -hmm. There was a couple good things. Some things that I bet you're happy with. And I'm Uh, not just talking about Katrina. We'll talk about the other things later, too. Yes, we will. Some things that you were nitpicking on last week. Such as? The grinded bone dust. Oh, yes, yes, that is true. We got an answer about the grinded bone dust. We did. Ground, grinded... Grinded ground ground bone ground. dust. Yeah. Ground bone. Ground bone dust. Yep. That, that sounds like a band I was in when I was in high school. Ground bone dust. Ground bone That's dust. That's my DJ name. <laughs> I'm ground bone dust with ya. <laughs> Playing the hits till two thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, so um there was a conclusion to that for you. Yes, there was. And I know you were hoping that that had come sooner, but it's not that far. I mean, only a couple episodes down the line, we got it. I know, but uh, the fact that we got it leads into another nitpick I'm going to have this week. Oh, no. So, just saying, just saying, get prepared for it. All right. I will. So, is this what you want to do to the writers? Yes, that's exactly what I want to do. The writer. Okay. Put me on this show. I will write it better. <laughs> it is Halloween. It is today. It's not today, right? No, I mean it's the season. Yeah. Couple I mean, days. it could it could be Halloween depending on when people listen to this. That's true. So happy Halloween, y'all. So um, this episode. Yes. Joe Corbin. Joe Corbin's back in town from Afghanistan. Yeah, the son of uh, Sheriff Corbin. Yeah. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, my goodness. No kidding. It's an Abbey-sized chip. Yeah. Well, that's not too big. No. But he it's big he could carry that around. I, I wouldn't mind carrying that around. I know you wouldn't. That's why I said it. <laughs> and I just got to say, I can't blame him from the things that he said. I, I think I'd be mad, too, at my dad for ignoring me you know leaving me waiting to go fishing with him in order to do something what what was he doing training abby to shoot yeah he was training her to shoot for two hours or something yeah when he was supposed to be fishing with his son yeah i mean 
Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. And apparently that wasn't the only time. So I, I have to say, I think I'd be mad too. I don't know that I'd be terribly... Uh, if the only thing that happened was that he died on the job with Abby, I don't think I'd be blaming her particularly for that. I think I'd feel bad that they were partners. And by the way, this is the first time it's occurred to me that the sheriff had a partner. Oh, yeah. Would a sheriff have, have a partner? In a small town. Okay. And I mean, they all, you know, like Barney Fife was uh, Andy Griffin's partner. Was he? He was a deputy. Okay. And, was she, and she when this a show, deputy, was she? When this show started, Abby dressed like a cop. Yeah, and yeah. She was a deputy of a small little town. Okay. And then after Sheriff Corbin died and all hell broke loose, Sleepy Hollow, Hollow Police Station all of a sudden became like a big city police station. So what is she now? Just an officer? <laughs> I have no idea. She's a lieutenant. Okay, so she's a lieutenant. Yes. Okay. And I have no idea what she is because she never does police work. Well, she did this time. They yes, called her did. on the radio, and she went. And she did broke she... up a fight in the bar. Yes, she did. Okay, so she did a little she bit of some work this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. But I just I thought it was weird that the sheriff would have a partner. It just this is the first time it's ever occurred to me. But anyway. Oh, uh, I, I I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, like the sheriff usually knows. works alone, doesn't he? Yeah, the sheriff usually does. But in a small town. Though the, the the number one deputy is sort of like a partner, even though the sheriff might not always go out with the with the deputy. Okay, you know. So they were unofficial partners, like they would yeah. do things together, but they and they called themselves partners, but they weren't like two detectives that were partners. Right, exactly. Like in person exactly. of interest, they're partners. Yes. Okay. Or and, Castle, they're partners. It's not I, that I, sort of partner. No, not at all. And okay. it's not it's not like on um on uh modern family partners either. Okay. <laughs> well, I would hope not. I mean they were different sexes for one yes, thing. Yes, they were they were. <laughs> yeah. They're married on modern family, aren't they? They are married okay. on modern family. Well, as of last season, but that's yeah. a different show. I know. <laughs> um And Joe, poor Joe. Not only does he have the Abby-sized chip on his shoulder, he's got PTSD. Yes. And he was mailed the bone dust from Jeremy. And you notice he didn't even blink when he actually saw Jeremy after he was told that it was Ichabod's son. Right, he didn't. And you would think, wait a minute, this guy's Ichabod's son, but right. he's older than Ichabod. What's going on right. here? He didn't even blink. Nope, he didn't. No. But he was mailed this stuff and I'm I'm wondering, did he worry that it was maybe ricin or anthrax or something? They they made a they made a a, a reference to that when he got the letter that, that maybe they thought it was anthrax or something. Yeah. And it didn't wasn't anthrax, but it was he did worse get the letter. Than that. Yeah, it was it was from the bone flute. Yeah. I don't want to talk enchanted. about that. I was been enchanted. Teased. I've been teased a lot since that episode. <laughs> Who teased you? Um, all my romance writer friends. Oh, yeah? Which makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, because they write about bone flutes. That's right. 
<laughs> in graphic detail, some of them. Yeah, very graphic. And man, that transformation looked painful. It did. But yeah, so he was he was, he was cursed by Genry to become a Wendigo. Right? And like I said, hooray that you got your your uh, Yes. I got my 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 payoff from yeah. the bone from the bone. He didn't really care whether or not uh this guy became a Wendigo. He was just using this as a way to get something that he really wanted. Right. He knew that Corbin has the stuff. Not just the poison, but stuff. Right. He so, has all these artifacts that he's been saving that Jenny obviously found over mm -hmm. the years. Mm -hmm. And Sheriff Corbin left Joe Corbin in charge of all this when he died. Right. Now, I'm thinking he's just going to use whoever he can that was, uh, you know, in the orbit of Corbin, as it were. And when he found out that Joe had access to this poison... That's who he went for um, in the case of this, you know, Wendigo stuff. Right. But I think he's going to use whatever means he has in order to get whatever artifact he needs. So is this going to be the monster of the week, him using whatever he needs to get these bits and pieces together? It's pretty much what we've seen so far. I mean, this was the sixth episode, and every episode has been pretty much, you know, like, big bad of the week or monster of the week that is a tool of uh Moloch Gen Genry Genry or Moloch, or Moloch or Abraham for the ultimate goal of bringing Moloch out of purgatory into the earthly plane yeah I, I want to save the the spider for last because I'm totally cre I'm arachnophobic and I'm totally creeped out by that okay we'll, we'll come back to the spider yes please okay. <laughs> The itsy bitsy spider. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, I I really did feel bad for Joe. And especially, you know, they had him chained up. And he already had the chip on his shoulder. He felt like Abby had betrayed him all his life. Right. And then Jenry comes in and he's got guns on him. But right. he's promised him this whole time, I could cure you. Right. And he figures, well, if I can save us all, give him the poison and get the cure, then I'll go. And he's not going to trust Abby at this point. He's going to go with Jenry, which I thought was a stupid move. It was the stupidest move of the episode. Right. But I guess he's thinking, hey, this guy's never lied to me. <clears throat> But he's been told all kinds of horrible stuff about yeah, him. Yeah, that cough was on purpose, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he. I think he was just totally confused. And I think part of it was like the PTSD, I guess. Right. I don't know. And wanting to, you know, I mean, he killed his entire platoon in Afghanistan. Yeah, maybe some self-destructiveness. Right. So I think he was just, you know, yeah, not sure what to do or how to feel, but realizing he didn't want to be this way anymore. Right. I thought it was kind of gross how he had to how he could change back into human form. How to eat people? Human human uh organs. Organs. Which okay, so we we know that I, I announced on earlier on that my other podcast is about Hannibal. Uh-huh. And uh I don't know if you watch the show, but uh Will Graham on that show constantly sees Hannibal as a Wendango. Uh-huh. 
in all black. Right. With the horns never, and everything. Yeah. And it never occurred to me why. Oh, because he eats and organs. Now, and now I know why. Right. Because. <laughs> you never Wendigo, looked up a Wendigo? I never looked. See, I'm a bad podcaster. Yeah, you are. You need to do your research. Mm-hmm. Yep. They eat uh, flesh. Yes. Skinwalkers, right? Yep. You know, what? seriously. You didn't watch True Detective over the summer? <laughs> I did watch True Detective. Okay, same thing there. Wait a minute, there was no Wendango in True Detective. Sure there was. The guys Who? that would eat flesh in the forest. Oh, those guys. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> the I'm guys such a... with the horns and stuff. I'm such a bad TV watcher and podcaster. Yeah. I'll just go in the corner now and Karen can run the rest of the show on her own. So bad. No, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, it took me two and a half seasons to wonder why the sheriff had a partner. So <laughs> I can't say anything really. It's also funny too because I... I watched uh, my daughter started watching um, Supernatural mm-hmm. on on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like an episode early on where the the brothers deal with a Wendango, right? And I was like, oh, okay, so that, I guess a Wendango is sort of like a mythical creature that I have don't have much knowledge about, and I probably should learn more. And did that prompt me to learn more? No. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yeah, you should really like read some books on mythology or something. Uh, I should. Mm-hmm. I should. Just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> That's a book on mythology. Well, kind of. Don't take it as rote. Right. But, you know, it might give you a background. I would look up uh, what what kind of mythology do they... It's mostly demons and stuff. So look right. up um, what the Odyssey and things like that. Yeah. I would at least. But yeah, Wendigo is something that's pretty well known. And uh, you should have known that. I should have known that. I'm from Hannibal. Take, take my nerd card now. You dummy. It's not a nerd card. <laughs> you know, I mean dummy in the nicest possible way, Jamie. I know you do. Yeah, I dig you, man. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. In, an, in a friend way. I'm married to I know, too. I know. I was joking. I'm you joking. hipster. I am. Hey, hey, don't use that against me. <laughs> don't use that. Just because I live in the neighborhood I live in. <laughs> okay, so he eats the organs. Um, yes. When he's turned into the Wendigo and they have him chained up, um, they use Jenny's stealth skills to... To, to get organs <sighs> from a hospital. Yeah, to break into the, I guess it was the student area where the students were learning how to... Um, cut open corpses. Gross anatomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, what did they give him? Like a heart? They just threw like a heart in there. I thought it was like livers. Whatever. I don't know. It was something. something. But it wasn't very much. It was just like, bloop, and not all of a sudden he's back. Yeah. Uh, when out in the forest, he like ripped this whole person apart and ate See, all those organs. And, and that's what I want to know. How the heck? Did they get him back to the lair? Oh, that's right. They they uh they tranquilized yeah, him. Yeah, they, they tranked him. They did. Okay. Yeah. They tranked him. Uh, like with ten 
tranquilizer. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot. Yeah. And that shot of the Wendigo on top of Ichabod, that was scary. That uh, Really? I thought it was kind of hot. <sighs> You're weird. No. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> was I was scary. literally gritting my teeth while I was watching it. Yeah. Like, uh, really? Thought, oh, that's close. I thought it was the end of Ichabod. No, you know it's not the end of Ichabod, but I, I was wondering how close they were going to get. You know, are yeah. they going to have to save Ichabod too? Is he going to get, you know, hurt? Because that could definitely happen. Right. He's been in danger before. So, yeah. So Oof. the thing about Joe being a Wendango is that he had, uh, what, four opportunities to, to turn? and Well, three he, right. to turn and turn back. And if he ate organs on the fourth time, he would remain a Wendango Just forever. If he turned a fourth time, period. Right. Yeah, it didn't matter what he did. He'd stay a Wendango. Unless said, he had this incantation right. done from the Shawnee. Okay, this is the very first time that I've rolled my eyes over who Ichabod knew. Ichabod knew. <laughs> the first time. Really? Daniel Boone. Really, Daniel Boone? Really? And Squire Boone. That was a stretch. Yeah, and Daniel Boone wore coonskin caps because his brother, the Wendango, put scars on his head. Yeah. That, this is really the first time I thought, no. And I, I really don't feel like we need Ichabod to have a connection to history in every episode right you know what i would have liked is hey i was reading about this right or oh back in my day there was a right you know a legend about this and the local right. shawnee tribe because he interacted this. with the shawnee right that you know, would have been but, fine but daniel boone come on now yeah why would he know daniel boone mm. i have to complain about that and, you know, I'm not one to really complain seriously about something, but this was a little too far for me. Yeah. I I thought, Daniel Boone, how on earth could that be a connection? You know, I just, eh, whatever, dude. And But I did like the interaction. It was funny that he said, you know, a raccoon hat. You know, <laughs> he got all up, his dander was all up over it. The man who wore a raccoon hat. He, you know, mm, cute, but meh. I don't know. How'd you feel about that? Eh, I kind of felt like it was unnecessary, you mm. know, uh, because honestly, they could have had, um, they could have had Holly, who showed back up in the episode. He could have been like, oh, you know, like I know some people from the Shawnee tribe and they're always talking about that thing. And they thing. already had that connection. Right. That's perfect. So, you know, he could have been like, oh, so what are you guys dealing with this week? Oh, a Wendango. Oh, these Shawnee people are always talking about some mythical Wendango creature. They know a lot about it. Boom, there's your opening. Right. And we wouldn't right? have even needed Daniel Boone. So. No, and it would have been an opportunity to draw Holly in further. Yes. You know? <sighs> Brilliant. Why don't you write it? Hey, all I have to say, you know, like, 
Holly could have shown up because he got some artifact that he thought maybe they could use and and you know he wanted to make up for something and really it was just an excuse to go see Abby and right. flirt with her. Right. And then they're like, and then he and then hears about like, the Wendigo and oh, I know a cure for that. Right. Boom. Let's go let's go see the Shawnee. Right. You know. Yeah, but I can't go talk to them and then you know. Oh, well yeah. Oh, well Ichabod will come with him. Right. I've Which had interactions. Happened. Right. Which, which happened. And then, but... boom, they can go into where it actually went. See. Brilliant. Hire me. Brilliant. To write for yes. this show. Right. Hire me to write for this show. Because all, all you needed was Holly to want to flirt with Abby to get into the situation to right. lead to the Shawnee. Right. You don't need Daniel which Boone to do you it. You probably wouldn't have liked as much, but it would have made for a better episode. We don't need the flashbacks to something that Ichabod knew every week. Right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I did like though. Mm-hmm. I liked the flirting with Abby, but Jenny being there to see it, mm-hmm. and the whole like, well, what is going on? That side eye that Jenny gave Holly. Yep. Hey, like, and there was a bit of a square happening too. Did you notice when uh, Joe was back to Joe? Yes. And he waved at Jenny, and Jenny waved back. Uh-huh. Did you notice a little thing happening there too? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. But at the end of the episode, after Joe came back, he asked Abby to write a re- letter of recommendation for Quantico. I know, so he's going to go off, I know. But Is I just noticed, back, I don't know, he might. Maybe he'll be investigating stuff as an FBI agent or a a trainee. Oh my gosh, that could be maybe the whole evil conspiracy could work its way up to the highest levels of our government. Mm-hmm. Or before he goes like Abby, he gets drawn back in. Uh, okay. Could happen. Because he is the one that's entrusted with Corb- Sheriff Corbin's artifacts. Right. See, and this could be a good thing because Jenny and Abby could have this weird tension over Holly and if Joe comes back, then oh, that could no. be dissipated. But I, I, I do not like introducing Joe as a way to get Abby. To, I know to get you Jenny don't. To not, be, to not be upset about Holly. I that know would be, you don't. No, I no. Because Jenny saying. and Holly should end up, I'm saying, I'm already shipping Jenny and Holly. I'm calling them Jolly. <laughs> and I'm I've Jowly. Jowly. Yeah. But I've been, uh, but I've been shipping Abby and Ichabod for a long time. I know so. you have. Uh, I'm just saying, there's lots of ways this can go. And Katrina and Abraham are, Cap Abraham. Wow, they wow. He is very disillusioned with her. I am thinking, I am leaning in your direction a little bit over them right now. Oh really? He is very upset with her. Yeah, he he's. That whole doing yoga at the beginning was mm. all to try and get his mind off of uh, Katrina, and yeah. he is, he's hurt. He's not just angry. He's hurt. Yeah, hurt is worse than And angry. that is worse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Abby says, you can say you're pissed off, and you, you can tell he doesn't want to say that, which no, is kind doesn't. of funny, but yeah, he's he, this is just another piece of straw. On top of everything else, and who knows what straw is going to fall into the house on top of his head. I I would say break the camel's back, but it's going to be worse than that, really. It's yeah. going to be his whole world falling in on him. Right, and and the thing is, is 
I think when his world falls in on him, he is going to start leaving behind the remnants of the 18th century Ichabod that he was, right? Mm-hmm. And start becoming more of the 21st century Ichabod mm-hmm. that he is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Because... As we pointed out last week, he's in a different headspace than 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 Katrina and Abraham. They're they're in the you know seventeen hundreds headspace, right? He he's in the twenty first century headspace, and the only connection he really has to the seventeenth century or the seventeen hundreds headspace, eighteenth century, is Katrina, right? And if that goes away, then we might actually see him in skinny jeans. Well, but he's our, oh, I don't want to see him in skinny jeans. No offense. <laughs> I don't like skinny jeans. He's okay, already skinny sneakers. enough. Okay, sneakers. Sneakers. And I liked the yoga outfit very much today. I was like, whoa. Last night. When I saw that, I was like, wow, that's like the first modern outfit he's worn. He looked good. It was halfway. It wasn't modern, modern, but it was good. It was nice. He looked cash. His hair was down. He did look like a guy that would actually go to a yoga class. Kind of, yes. Long hair and the beard and the yeah. yoga clothes. Kind of a hippie. Yeah. Very different from what he is in real life. As soon as his mouth opened, they would know he's not a hippie. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked him. The funny thing is, it's supposed to relax you, yoga, and it really did not. It was the opposite for him. Right. He did not like it one bit. No, he did not. And because because there was something about his double jugs <laughs> that uh, double jugs he didn't like. His buns. His buns. Now, for us, buns is very mm, innocent. Yes, it is. But for Listen. him, apparently. Why is that dirty for him? I don't. I did. It is. I mean, it's, it's from the 1700s. Come on now. But buns means bread for him, right? They would have like hot cross buns. Uh, yeah. Okay. So why would? But okay. So here's why it's probably dirty, dirty. for him. Because here's why it's dirty for him. Because when he thinks of buns, he thinks of hot cross buns, which is something that's enjoyable that you eat that you put in your mouth. Okay. And so therefore, to call someone's bum buns you're associating it with this this act of eating and that could be profane for him all right i see that works okay in a way it made for a funny joke (laughs) now and a callback (laughs) yeah we'll get to it later on yeah but uh we have not talked about uh jenry warman's goal here with the uh, Wendango curse and uh, and what he was ultimately trying to do. Mm-hmm. Get that poison. Get that poison. And what was that poison called? Jinkin. Jinkin. Yes. Now, and Jinkin's an actual thing. I'll give Correct. you that. Also, in, in China, it's known as G-U. I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's the spelling of it. Um, how, how, the translation how does, of it. G- how's it spelled? G-U. Just G U G U, the letter G and U. Well, in in their letters, yes. Okay. And it's it's a poison. It's a very very virulent poison. Okay. So, uh, it's it's a real thing. 
and it's that's the good part of the episode. The bad part is Daniel Boone knows Ichabod Crane. <laughs> the good part is they actually use Jinkin as a real thing. So yay. Uh, yes. Now, whether Jinkin can make a spider put a demon baby in someone's belly, I, I don't know. I think if you're a warlock, you can find a way to make Jinkin do that. Sure. Sure. So uh, maybe I'll go out and find a warlock and see if it works. I don't want to get anywhere near Jinkin. So yeah, the, if you're wondering what they said, it's Jinkin, J-A-N-C-A-N. Um, Jenry Warman uses it to make a spider that at the end of the episode, <laughs> crawls crawls right inside of Abby's mouth and probably oh down her God, little gut to... and crawls her way into its, her womb so she can become a little incubator for spider babies. First of all, <laughs> there's no direct path I, I from know your this. mouth to your womb. <laughs> I, know this. I know this. I'm a grown adult man. So just... impossibility factor a thousand. But hey, okay. whatever. It's magic, right? It goes right through. So, okay, here's how about this? It goes down, it gets dissolved by her stomach acid, flows into her bloodstream, finds its way into her womb through her bloodstream, and, and then embeds itself into the egg or yeah. whatever. Okay. Yes. Okay. Or the lining of her womb. And... Yeah. Okay. I'm just a wondering sure. if you're going to give birth to a thousand spiders next week. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I got to tell you guys and Jamie. I watched the show live, and I don't take notes. I don't know if I've explained this before on this podcast. I have said it before. Watch the show live, don't take notes. Then I watch it again, and I take a few little sketchy notes on paper with a pen, with an actual pen. And the second time I watched it, I had to close my eyes at that part. I hate spiders so much. I could not watch it. I was like, oh, I know what's happening. I don't care if, if I should take notes. I just could not watch it. I could not. Okay. It's so gross. So I'm hoping we don't see that in the flashback, but I bet we will next week. And yuck is all I have to say. You know, that's a nightmare for arachnophobes, is that you're sleeping and your mouth is open and a spider crawls in. Ooh, that's kind of gross. It happens. And, and here's the deal. The reason why that's kind of gross to me is because as a, as a young child... I have a, I have a, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of cockroaches. <laughs> yeah. Because as, as a Who young isn't? child, I was lying in bed one day. It was, it was like the summer, and we didn't have air conditioning when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And so my window was open, and a fan was blowing. It was oscillating in the room, and I was laying there. And every so often, the fan would oscillate, and the breeze from the fan would go across my face. Uh -huh. And I was lying there, and I felt what felt like breeze. Mm -hmm. Go over my cheek and over my lips and down the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Well, the next morning I woke up to my brother killing a cockroach behind the bunk beds. Yeah. And it wasn't a breeze that had gone, crawled across my face. Uh, yeah. 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 Even to this day, I'm like, oh, my God. I yeah, it gives you goosebumps, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a cicada uh, fly into my hair. Once. I would rather have that than a cockroach. Oh, I don't know. It was huge. And my hair is curly and big. And it could not get out. Ugh. And it makes that high-pitched whiny sound. It was right next to my ear. So, yeah. I was, just bugs in general. 
So if anyone ever wants to scare us, they need to dress up as a giant cockroach and a giant spider. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. It doesn't take much, really, as far as spiders go for me. Um, the spider was particularly bad. But, yeah. I, I don't ever want to see that again. And no. please, no spiders coming out of her womb. Please. <laughs> I would rather see a demon baby. Yeah. I, I'm okay with a demon baby, to be honest. I think it's going to be a demon baby. And I'm all right with that. Okay. I think I actually think it's going to be Moloch. Yeah. I, I think that's the consensus, isn't it? That that's how Moloch's trying to get out of purgatory. Yeah. Now, now, do we think it's a good thing that we could predict this and see this coming, or do we think it's a bad it's thing? It's a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's totally a bad thing. Too. It's coming down Main Street, and it really shouldn't be coming down Main Street. Like yeah, a freight train. It, you know, I don't want it yeah. to hit me. I, I would rather it come out of nowhere. Although, like last year. Although, if it's not Moloch, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. Right, right. So and if it's not, then, you know, maybe it's the third horseman. Ooh. And if it is, you know. Now, speaking of third horsemen. Mm -hmm. Irving. Irving. Well, right? maybe third horseman. Yeah, Irving is getting creepy. Yeah, he is. And, and this week, you know, Jenry, Jeremy, whatever mm. you want to call him, pushed him to kill the man. That he gave him a, and I'm doing air quotes here, choice. Right. <laughs> Whether to allow his soul to be kept or to trade his soul for another. Right. Here's my thought. If he was to have killed that man who paralyzed his daughter, I think right. he also would have sold his soul. You think uh, maybe Jenry was lying to him? Of course. And, and the way to solidify the selling of the soul is to kill another person? Well, I think he would have been ruined. Yeah. Oh, okay. You see he what I'm okay. saying? He might have gotten his soul back, but he would have been a broken man. Yeah, and that he would have been turned. Well, I thought that moment that when he was trying to um, kill him, right? When mm -hmm. he was choking him, mm -hmm. and he saw the image of himself again. He saw that, like, the, the last war time. The thing, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole video game flat, flash forward yeah. or whatever. 300. Um, yeah. 300 mixed with Call of Duty. Right. Um, I kind of feel like, well, wait a minute. That was He was getting closer to whoever that is in that vision. Right. So maybe he isn't supposed to kill someone. Maybe right. just the, maybe the, just the desire to save your soul is enough to try and find a way to save your soul. Or, you know, I think Irving's not lost to us. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think it was a Sophie's choice that he was given. Okay. That I think if he had killed the guy, that he may have been able to stop the soul thing from becoming a prophecy but i think you know how i hate to get all biblical but you know thou shalt not kill sort of thing so if he did kill the guy that would have been it for him he he would have given his soul to the devil anyway essentially okay. you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah because he would have done something Against a Evil. mortal sin, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So, and I think he realized that at the time that he sees 
whether he kills this guy or not, he's he's damned either way. So he's he's screwed. Right. He's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't. Right. So that's my maybe, thought. So then maybe Irving is lost to us altogether because he's going to realize there's no need in fighting it at some point well, and just do what he needs to do. Unless the the writers are giving us a message in this episode that now Joe is the one dingo, right? And right. the fourth time he changes, no matter what, he stays the one dingo unless blah, blah, blah. Now, right. unless they're giving us this message that he has sold his soul to the devil and he can't get out of it unless dot, dot, dot. You know, are they trying to mirror that? Mm, maybe, maybe. So is there some other way that they can save his soul? I'm guessing yes. And he called them. And you know, Abby said, we'll find a way. And it's either Abby's going to find a way or before they do that, he's going to get turned. Hmm. Interesting. And it looks like the way they're headed that uh, Ichabod's going to try and try and talk to him. I think so. I think Ichabod's going to step in and try and figure out if he can save his soul. But. Jenry. Jenry. I think this plan that Jenry has, this thing that has possibly impregnated Katrina, is going to backfire for Jenry, and it's going to bring Ichabod and Katrina closer together again. Do you think? I think. Okay. We'll see. He's very disillusioned with her, though. He is, as I would be, too. Yeah. Hmm. So. We'll see. Many questions. What did, what did you like and not like about this episode? What did, well, the Daniel Boone thing was just a no-go for me. Yeah, that's definitely... That, that lowered me at least happened. a point and a half. I mean, yeah. it would have been an eight Yeah, for the Wendigo storyline. That was a pretty good storyline, I thought. And uh, Irving was creepy, creeptastic. I mean... Everything else really kind of solidified and came together. It was just the whole Daniel Boone thing, really. Oh, it was terrible. Daniel Boone, really? I just, it was bad. Well, I I kind of felt like that even though we got an answer to the bone flute thing and even though some of the storyline got moved along, they didn't move it along enough. Okay. And I'm, and I understand that like there's 18 episodes, so you got to stretch everything out. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm just I'm not a fan of not chalking an episode full of information that could I mean, we could have had the Katrina thing happen this week. You know, the first the baby half of that or whatever. Yeah, we could we could have found out at least this week that maybe she is pregnant with a baby. So or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that could have been the cliffhanger. I would have even loved to have had had a scene where. Katrina's tied up with with um with Jenry there and he's you know explaining to her about the Jenkin and you know all this stuff and she's like what are you doing to me why am I here you know Abraham will be upset with you blah 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 you know and he's like I won't care about Abraham you know all this stuff and mm. you know the mad mastermind a doing little his monologuing thing. yeah and then 
he makes it and then she's trying to fight against it and then we see the spider crawl in her and then you know and she's like what are you doing to me and then you know all of a sudden we start to see her belly grow instead of the sleeping thing yeah you know like and then we could have seen her like maybe the end of the episode ichabod finds out that uh that this has happened to her okay you know like well see that i can i can get with how they did the spider thing I think you wrote the Daniel Boone thing well, like writing yeah. that out. Yeah. I think you did that part well. The spider thing, I'm okay with how they did that. Okay. I'm not saying you wrote that not well. I'm right. okay with either way. I would have liked to have seen that story go a little bit further this week yeah. now, than if waiting until next week for it. If you wrote the Holly thing, there would have been a little time left at the there end of the been. episode. So they could have elaborated a bit about that. So All yeah. I'm saying is hire me now. Yeah. Yeah. Just hire me. So they would have had some sort of ceremony to put the spider in your mouth. Gross. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're gross, man. That is disgusting. You would have watched that? I, I'm kind of happy with the fact that it just went into her mouth and that was it. Like, we didn't okay. have to listen to a big monologue about the spider going into her mouth. Okay. Creeptastic. Okay, so... Let's stop talking about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about our anachronisms of yes, the week? Yes, please. Okay. So, yours. Okay, I had two because yep. I really couldn't decide on these. Yep. But uh, one was, uh, I think, better than the other. Okay. Um, the, the, the first one, because we'll just go off with the one that I didn't think was as good. Okay. Uh, uh, was they were driving in the car. Um, I think they were on their way to see to, to to they were about to get the call that took them to the woods. Yep. And um Abby was talking about Sheriff Corbin's son Joe and how he used to wear a Superman outfit. Yep. And Ichabod was trying to figure out who Superman is and whether if he's Spider Man or Peter Parker and it was yep. hilarious. So you wanna hear it? Yes. Okay, here we go. Superman is Peter Parker? No, 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 that's the arachnid fellow. Do you want a hand? No. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. I was going to say that. <laughs> and you notice arachnid fellow. Yeah, this something just occurred to me. Foreshadowing. Ara yeah, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. And the spider at the end kind of looked like the spider from the movies that bit a little Peter bit. Parker. A little bit. Yeah. So. It actually kind of looks like the spider that's on his chest. Yes, it does. Mm hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And then your other one is, oh, I think, nerd. my favorite, too. Nerd raging? Yes. I'll just play that. How's that? Yes. Okay. Please do so. At the end of the episode, he has finally found a way to not relax. You shotten herring! You are a scurvy louse. You are a slop bucket. You are a pus sludge. No good by blow pair of buns. Are you gaming online? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. One thing I know is that my allies and I had just obliterated the largest horde of rabid zombies I'd ever encountered, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, Chief Wiggum 49 and Halo is my bitch 12 decided to frag me. <laughs> I like that they use Chief Wiggum. You know, a little plug for another Fox show. Halo is my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and he uses buns. His swear word is buns. Now, what is fragging? Because I have no fragging idea. Fragging 
um, yeah. blowing someone apart. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's uh, fragging would be like throwing a grenade and you blowing apart, sort of. I mean, that's at least the image I get in my head when I hear someone's fragging me. (laughs) Sounds dirty. Well, it is kind of. (laughs) It's rude. (laughs) That's for sure. But yeah, I don't play FPS games very much. First person shooter, which is what he was playing. I don't play those either. Yeah, I like uh, RPGs. Yeah, I'm a big RPG guy myself. Yeah, but uh, I think it was hilarious. And he didn't know whether he was playing online or not. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And he's putting his <laughs> hand over the mic while he's talking to her. So I think he knows he's playing online, but he's not sure what to say. Right. It's just great. I love it. And he's so not relaxing. No, he's not. <laughs> but it's wonderful. I love it. Who set him up with that rig? I don't know because he hadn't realized what video games were until they were at Joe Corbin's place earlier. And yeah. he was like, Oh, what is this? Maybe he talked to Jenny. Yeah. Or Holly. He never talked to Holly. Well, Holly might set him up with it just to spite him. (laughs) Here, it'll relax you. (laughs) And then leave him there. Um, So that's one of mine, at least. Okay, what's your other one? Um, And I liked this when he was looking stuff up. And this is my one that's not as good. Like yours was the superheroes one. I like the superheroes one too, though. But the the nerd raging, you know, because I'm a gamer. I think that was my favorite. So we tied on that one. Um, but this was, I thought this was very cute. Um, he's investigating things like Wendigos. I've been researching modern wood-dwelling monsters. Chupacapra, Sasquatch, one smoky bear. Mm. Only you can prevent forest fires. Evidently so. <laughs> Evidently so. It was cute. Smoky yeah. bear. <laughs> he doesn't put the the in there. It's very cute. So yeah, very cute. Uh, there were not a lot of anachronisms in this one. No, there weren't. And I wish, honestly... Daniel Boone, I'm just going to, this is going to be my sanctuary this season. I hated sanctuary from the first season, the one with the tree growing in the house. Oh God, I hated that episode. Right. And as much as I liked the monster of the week in this one, the Daniel Boone, I think might ruin this episode for me. I I could see that too. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So as cute as all these little anachronisms are i hate to to just hammer on that thing but okay so i have to say we've seen him playing video games which is great Mm -hmm. right we've seen him talking about superheroes yeah we have to see him do like i don't know like try to pay for something with a debit card or yeah i don't don't know like i'd like to see more nerd things because We've seen him with smartphones, and he seems to have taken to that, which is right. really... I love when he does nerd things. The video gaming, obviously he's reading comic books, right? Okay, so maybe they could have him listening to a podcast. <sighs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm okay. listening to a podcast about a television show about a man who comes back to life after centuries. Wait. <laughs> he needs to watch Firefly. It's a Fox show. 
you just blew my mind. He has he to needs, watch Firefly. He needs to watch Firefly. Yep. Because he, he doesn't even know about the Wild West. Right. 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 So he would be learning about the Wild West the way we've all learned about the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And then he would, and they could tie it in, oh my God, mm-hmm. with a monster of the week that's Wild West themed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Firefly. There has to be a Firefly thing. There has to be. They have, they can use it, right? Because it was on Fox. They can totally use it because it was on Fox. And he has to mention Joss Whedon. Yes. Oh, this oh is... and that way he could be like, mm. I've just discovered this amazing new show by that gentleman who brought us that Avengers movie. Right. <laughs> Although the things he mentioned, no, he mentioned both Marvel and DC. Yes. Oh, he's got to mention it. He's got to. Okay. That's our wish. If you're listening, Sleepy Hollow people. Come on, writers. Firefly it up. And I want to see him do go hang out with hipsters somewhere. Yeah. Or at least, you know, say something about hipsters. I've heard about this hipster thing. I want him to be confused for a hipster. Yeah. What is this hipster movement? He's got got a long long hair and a beard. And the way he dresses. Someone called me a hipster at the coffee shop this morning. You know, he he liked the coffee a few episodes ago, so now he's probably going back there. Right. And then somebody called me a hipster. What is this thing? <laughs> Can you imagine that? That would be hilarious. Yeah. All right. But anyway, we're off topic. Um, <laughs> we, we do have some audio feedback since we're talking about anachronisms. Yes. Um, let me play you Justina's feedback because it is tied into several Anacrane-isms. Um, I'll play her feedback and then I'll play the two clips related to her, her wishes for this week. So here we go. Hi, this is Justina calling in for Witness Prophecies. My Anacraneism of the week? I find yoga neither soothing nor relaxing, made more uncomfortable by discussion of my double jugs. That whole yoga scene was hilarious. I think Jamie might be onto something with this demon baby. I'm wondering if the spider that Katrina swallowed is going to turn into a demon baby. Mm-hmm. I also think that since Abby had to face the facts that she may have to kill Corbin's son, it made Ichabod think about the fact that his position as a witness may ultimately cause him to have to kill his own son, which Mm -hmm. is something that he's having trouble dealing with. Also, I thought Abby looked a little bit wistful when Joey Corbin asked for a letter of recommendation to Quantico. I think for just a moment, she started to think about what her life may have been like if she had not been called to witness as she was on the way to Quantico herself. The casting of Joey was awesome. He really looks like Corbin. They did a good job. Yep, I agree. Yeah, he did. Yep, good feedback. So I'll play her clip and then the clip that was the callback because I like the callback as well. Um, So here's the one she is referring to. I find yoga neither soothing nor relaxing. Made more uncomfortable still by discussion of my double jug. Okay, for the record, double jug is much weirder than buzz. Please, 
refrain from further use of that word. Yoga's a very useful practice, Karina. I'm quite familiar with the pre-Vedic Indian and Asiatic traditions. Thank you. Well, this is more like training for our war against Moloch. I like that last part because it yeah. is kind of conditioning, which he it should is. really be into that. He doesn't seem to want to exercise. You would think a, a, a warrior, a soldier would want to exercise. Right. Exactly. And especially stretching sort of things. Right. But I digress. Um, here's the callback to the Double Jugs comment later on when they're in Joe's apartment. There's nothing in the kitchen. Just some spoiled meat in the fridge and some uh, ketchup and hamburger buns. Sorry, hamburger double jugs. <laughs> what is this? It's a video game. People play it to relax and unwind. You probably like it better than yoga. It's easier on your liver than beer. These unwinding activities, your yoga, your video games, they miss the purpose of relaxation. The grass does not try to grow. The water does not try to flow. Yeah, well, Latsu never had to hunt down a wendigo. <laughs> he's such a hipster, <laughs> right? He's a, he's a total hipster. He is. I would like to see that reference. You're right. He, he is, you know, like, you are what you are. Yeah, he'd be snapping. He'd be like, reciting this a is, poem. This is not authentic at all. I'm <laughs> out of here. Right. Right. I I was dressing like the 1700s when people were actually dressing like it was the 1700s. <laughs> oh my god, you just took hipsters back to back to their roots. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. He needs to be a hipster. I'm in. So that was Justina, Justina. Dead on. I agree with your feedback. I think it's going to be a demon baby. I think Jamie thinks it's going to be a demon baby. Yeah. I like I like the fact that I get credit for coming up with the idea that it's going to be a demon baby. Just you saying. do. You do get credit for it. Uh, I do think that they were both shaken up by the Joe thing. Him being related and him being a son. And, you know, they had connections to that sort of relationship. So, I mean, good points, Justina. Yeah, I think so. I, I totally agree. Okay. And then... Barb, she actually sent in some audio feedback this week. Yay. You ready to hear it? Yes. All right, here we go. Hi, Karen and Jamie. This is Barb calling in with feedback on this week's epi of Sleepy Hollow. Okay, so it had the typical monster of the week, but with a twist. Corbin's son, Joe, which was a nice way to remind us that Corbin's spirit was still with the team. I thought at first that he would become a new member to our growing team, but they packed him off to Quantico at the end. I don't think we really needed another person on the team, but to introduce him and then dismiss him seemed odd. Perhaps he'll show up again. I thought the main purpose of this epi was to smack the viewers in the face with the relationship issues again. We just saw that last week. We're actually fast learners. So Abby was putting it on display for Crane and asking him about his feelings. Although for an incredibly smart chick, she seems to be the only one who is oblivious to how the boys and Jenny are all feeling. Jenry Warman needs to give her an awareness potion. <laughs> Holly was practically <laughs> drooling over Abby. Jenny moved in faster than the Wendigo, probing Holly as to why he was still in town, hanging around her sister. Crane <laughs> won't admit it, but he was clearly miffed about having Holly around Abby. I'm sure Jamie is happy since he's shipping Abby and Crane, but yep. I still want Crane to yep. stay with his wife. 
So please, writers, no more teenage monster angst. The best parts of the epi were Jenry Warman creating a not-so-itsy-bitsy spider to climb up Katrina and into her mouth in a cross between fringe and falling skies. Eek! Now I'm waiting to see either A, if it will turn her to the dark side, or B, if it'll hatch a creature in her tummy. Either option is a losing proposition for Katrina. The other interesting twist this week was Frank Irving and his strange message to Abby at the end. I'm not sure if he's turning or is going uh, to off himself. The character has been strangely absent for most of the season so far, which makes you wonder if we have too many folks on the team or if the actor upset the writers in real life. Never upset your writers. I hope we'll learn something more in the next few weeks. That's it for this week. This is Barb signing out and wearing a face mask to bed. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I agree. Well, I don't think Orlando upset the writers. No, I, generally when when a character isn't around that often during a season, it's because they've been contracted to do something else, like another show or they're on a movie or something. Right. And they're writing them in as they can or when they can show up on the show. But I don't, right. I don't think he's pissed off the writers. Well, he and the actress who plays Jenny... Um, they've been doing all the publicity lately for the show, going oh, okay. out to places and taking pictures. So obviously he's not really pissing off the writers. He's, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff for the show. Um, so, you know, behind the scenes, he's doing a lot of stuff. I think they're giving him a bigger storyline. They're just building up to it slowly. And like I said, again, if you were to uh, have less episodes, you could get to his yeah. storyline a lot quicker i know this week was weird with him though i have to say so <laughs> that's all i'm saying um <laughs> i do have a little spoilery thing okay so let's give out the feedback info first so that people can turn us off if they like before the spoilers so if you would like to contact us with some feedback, as Justina has every week, which is great to hear from, and Barb, uh, you can do that. Your deadline is Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can leave us a voicemail at 304-837-2278, or you can go over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, where you can leave us a text message such as a, an email or uh, an audio file, maybe you took a clip from the show that you want to share with us and you can share it that way. Or you can use a speak pipe and leave us a voice message through your computer's microphone and not have to call in. Um, I'm available on Twitter at Parish the Thought, and uh, the podcast is available on Twitter at Witness Prof GSM. And I am at Eleveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And, and we go are ahead. also on Facebook. Yes. Golden Spiral Media. And we and so also have... The Witness Prophecies on Facebook. That's right. So look yes. us up there. So interact with us in all those ways. Yes. In Blanket fact, you feedback. have to interact with us in every single way. We yes. Insist. We Blanket us with feedback. That's right. Keep us warm at night with feedback. Hold us in your warm embrace. Is that creepy? Sorry. <laughs> that is creepy. I mean that in a nice way. Um, and we the deadline, to hear did you? Your voice. You told us the deadline, 6 p.m. Six p.m. Yes. on Wednesday. Yes. yes. Um, and we really want to hear from you. Please. 
if you don't want to hear spoilers, then we must say goodbye to you now. Yes. So goodbye and bye bye. Hear you next week. I am blowing you away like the wind. Okay, so the spoilers for next week. It's episode seven of season two called Deliverance. There better not be any banjos. No, I hope not. <laughs> uh, Henry Parrish's most recent, well, Deliverance. Get it, delivery? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Henry Parrish's most recent mystical attack against his mother, Katrina, begins to bear fruit. Ugh. <laughs> While Abraham, a.k.a. the Horseman of Death, is aware that some mysterious ailment has befallen his love, he is unaware her sickness is the doing of his demonic compatriot. The two horsemen of the apocalypse reach an impasse when Abraham resists Henry's attempts to take Katrina back to Frederick's manor, ostensibly at Moloch's command, and in the ensuing struggle, Katrina manages to escape. Ichabod and Abby soon locate her and make the stark discovery that whatever the source of Katrina's ailment, it appears to be all part of Moloch's as-of-yet-unknown new purpose for her. <clears throat> this mm -hmm. is grossing me out already. Upon getting Katrina to the relative safety of the archives, Crane consults Benjamin Franklin's notebooks and determines that whatever ails his wife has its origins in the ancient, though still active, secret society known as the Hellfire Club. As the two witnesses work to keep Katrina safe until a cure can be unearthed, they make a startling discovery about her condition and come to the unlikely conclusion that in order to prevail against a ticking clock and a setting sun, they will need to put their faith in the most unlikely of sources. A hope, mm, a hope that may in the end prove futile. Meanwhile, Ichabod and Katrina come to realize that despite their now close physical proximity, recent events have succeeded in driving an emotional wedge between them. Woohoo! And while Ichabod continues to hold out hope that his son is not wholly beyond redemption, he remains cognizant of the fact that he is, after all, the horseman of war. I'm all about emotional wedges. I can see that. Yeah. Wow. Ikababby. <laughs> All the way. Ikababby, Ikababby. I can hear you. Um, yeah, I like that they're taking her to the archives. However, I can see where the emotional wedge would be, hey, you're pregnant again, and I didn't know about it. Right, right. Yeah. So this is Abraham's son, huh? Well, he probably will have doubts about it. Yeah. She won't know, right? No, she won't. Because, you know, she could have been put under and been, <clears throat> you know, by Abraham. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. She doesn't know that it was a spider. And she doesn't, know that it was, she doesn't know that it was Jenry's doing. Which is gross. Hello. Yeah. Oedipus. Ooh, weird. Weird, he impregnated his own mother. And even he wants he to kill his father. Ooh. Oedipus. Ooh. Oedipus. This is Oedipus. Yeah. yeah. So that's the the extended summary for next week. 
which is uh, it's starting to creep me out, mm-hmm. which is good. That's what I expect from my Sleepy Hollow. So that's it. That's any, it. Any thoughts? No. Okay. I just can't wait to see that emotional wedge. I know you can't. You're you're waiting for next week, right? Next I'm week is. Sal- I'm salivating now. Yeah, I know. Emotional wedge. You want that emotional wedge salad? What kind of dressing you want on it? <laughs> you want a hearty dose of of ranch dressing on top of that salad? No, I I kind of like um a nice dark balsamic vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. Tangy, a nice tangy yet sweet vinaigrette. Yes, dressing. yes, and and dark in color. I see. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And you got to mix it real good to make sure yeah. that it, it blends. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And it and it's usually kind of snappy and spicy and, you know. Yep. Yes. Um, I can't wait for next week. And I can't wait to talk to you about next week. Me neither. I'm, I can't wait. Yep. This is fun. I love doing this. Yeah, me too. Yep. So I guess we'll talk to you guys next week too. Yes. And uh, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.